It's interesting times, guys, as we all know. However, politically, the state of play is changing literally by the minute. Globally, obviously, is the main focus. However, for us locally here in Queensland, it's about to change again as well. And for this one, I thought I would bring in our political analyst, Matty Tomlinson. Matty ran for Parliament last year and he has a unique insight. And we do talk a little bit about that and what his predictions are. I actually had an intro done for this one, but it turns out uh, audio files didn't want to talk to each other. And then I had to take care of my beautiful wife's birthday. So happy birthday to her. I don't want to mess around too much more, guys. I haven't really got much. I've got a lot to say. However, I've also... This is not the place to say it. Some very interesting involvements of the mission. I think I mentioned the last intro as well. So we'll leave that there. I'm going to use Screaming Jets Impossible uh, for the opening song because it's very apt. Not too sure what I'll put on the end. Thanks very much, guys. Uh, happy Halloween, Dia des Lomotos, Sawin, All Saints Day, All Hallows Day, whatever corner of the planet you hail from. Remember that there's actually an episode we did a little while ago which referred to Halloween potentially being the day that the world ended. Check the back catalogues for that one. Really appreciate your time. Thanks very much, and we'll talk soon. Cheers. <laughs> about the government's policies Can't do much about the heresies Can't do too much to stop the squeeze on society When you're all out of touch you can't have much to say We can put a man on the moon but we can't find a cure for starvation
Manny, welcome back, mate. We've been trying to get a hold of each other and trying to link up to do a podcast. However, uh, the the COVID times are against us. However, we, we thought we'd, we'd get together and do a quick little Zoom session. How are you, bud? Yeah, good, Triff, mate. Good to be back. And um, yeah, certainly level level 10 of 2020's version of Jumanji certainly been kicking at us. So we're still running. We're still going hot. So yeah, um, mate. yeah keep happening. Keep hammering. That's exactly right. So, mate, we want to. Uh, we've got a pretty primary focus. We, I think, we want to delve deeper into this. But just with everything that's coming up, we thought we'd do a, a quick podcast on the political uh, realm that we exist in in 2020. You being the political analyst for Unlocking the Code. <laughs> I don't know about that, mate. But I'll um, I'll give it a crack. Oh yeah, it's all right, mate. There's no no pressure. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> so, mate, in just a few minutes, and look, obviously, I think there's a bigger conversation around that because this, you know, last year you were running for the Cata Party. Uh, you That's are no longer affiliated with anybody. You, you and you're not actually really in the race or anything like that. So, in five minutes or less, no. mate, what happened? You know what I mean? What What was your takeaways? from that i mean obviously as i say it could be a larger conversation for another day but just just quickly i mean what's your reflection on that uh before we get into the the state of play yeah mate absolutely um look you know i i had a huge learning curve last year with that with that election race um i put my heart and soul into something for for six months and in in an attempt to you know not only stand up for what i believe in personally but to you know, to help out the, the wider community. Um, you know, the, things didn't go my way with the uh, tally at the end of the of the run, but I I certainly don't regret doing it at all. Um, campaigning, it was, yeah, I've met a lot of really great people and uh, it, I think it was a really good experience that I grew within myself quite a lot. Um, stepping outside of my comfort zone, talking, and voicing my opinions to people that I hadn't met before, which is often daunting, but at the same time, it's something you're to, you learn to uh, master and move on from. So, you know, the campaigning side of things, uh, I really enjoyed the experience. I was exhausted by the end of it. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's to be expected when you, when you give yourself, when you work a full-time job as well as campaigning in the rest of your spare time. So it was, I was, you know, I was glad once it was over. In hindsight, I'm, you know, in hindsight, I'm actually glad that I didn't win. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, you know, as as much as anyone thinks they're ready, uh, I don't think there's any way of 100% knowing you're ready until you're in the job. And, and in hindsight, you know, 18 months later, I've grown even more as a person. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I've got a lot more to offer people. Yeah. But the indications were early on, mate, because I know we sort of spoke and, you know, we ran a, a bit of a campaign here as well uh, when you were mm. doing it. A initial reactions were you were running third. Now, obviously, you didn't quite get to third. Um, it, was that a bit of a, I don't know if let down's the word, or was it a bit of a, is there a bit of a misconstrued sense there? Or what? what what's the takeaway from that, mate? Mate, I was, you know, I was pretty heartbroken at the result I got on the night. 
Um, I underestimate, well, I think everyone underestimated a lot of things, particularly um, particularly underestimating the, the, the fear of Bill Shorten factor. Yeah. Um, everyone was sick of our local LNP member and was quite vocal in saying so, but when it came to the crunch, the thought of Bill Shorten stepping up as a prime minister just terrified people and they went back to the way they voted before. Mm, mm. So they're not welcome to change. Was is it? Do you think it's a status quo, or what do you think it is? Oh, I think it was just it was easy with the devil than you. Oh, and, and, so and look, they, that that's probably you've hit the nail square on the head there, mate. I think in politics in general, and I wonder whether it's a global thing. It, it is, it's not like you actually vote for per, someone that you like. You vote for the person you hate the least. You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah, who, that's exactly right. It's the least, it's the, as you say, it's the least amount of devil or what, you know what I mean? Like, and, and that, that's an, yeah, an inherent, yeah. that's an inherent issue that we're not only facing here in Australia, because obviously this weekend we've got our uh, upcoming state elections here in Queensland. Mm. Um, However, obviously, you know, a few days after that, we got the, the fate of the free world is uh, hanging in the balance. But before we before yep. we move on to a more global perspective, you know, it's it's quite obvious to everyone or majority, I think a vast majority of people here in Australia and, you know, reflecting on a global scale as well, that the system we have is broken and you know, it's, it's not designed to serve us. We're designed to serve it. And yet there's no one willing to step up and take the plate or what do you, where do you think the issues are, mate? Where do you think it lies there? Well, mate, I think, um, I think Winston Churchill put it pretty well. He said, democracy is the worst form of governance <laughs> except for everything else. <laughs> I, 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 lo- I love that quote. I, I've used that many times. Yeah. 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 So he had, a, he had a bang on back in the, you know, early to mid part of, of the last century. Mm. And, and it, it hasn't really changed much. Um, you know, people want to try all these different ideologies and things like that. But, you know, I, I suppose it's a bit like, um, you know, even communism looks good on paper. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Communism on paper is actually quite, it's not bad, yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not as bad as what it's made out to be, but the problem is you bring the human factor into it and people get greedy. They want more than what everyone else. They think they deserve more. Mm-hmm. You know, it becomes, people are selfish. We're, we're a selfish race. We can't, in general, put things um, for, the, for the better of the community ahead of us. Yeah. So, unfortunately... You know, when you when you look at the the state of modern politics in in Queensland, I'll, you know, I'll use that for example with its relevance at the moment. You know, you got Labor, who's who's turning more socialist in an effort to gain popularity with the the lower income slash welfare state, who rely on the money that 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 socialist state gives them. Mm. So they've got to keep giving money and they can't take that lifestyle away from those people. Otherwise they're going to lose that vote. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And at the same time as that, you know, the education system is flawed in the fact that it's not teaching these young people to be um, critical thinkers. And it's not teaching them 
to well it's, it's not educating them on how the real world works mate i i, I, mean, would, I, I would question and look this is sort of playing into some of the stuff i've been doing with work at the moment there's some staggering numbers like 40 percent of adults in australia would be considered illiterate um and a yep. lot of those and a lot of those are kids coming out of year 12 you know like it's it's the system seems to be broken on so many levels that it's sort of hard to know where to start. Um, yeah. You know, especially yep. from an, from an Australian perspective and you're right, we have, we have created a, a welfare state as such um, that does require constant upkeep um, mm. and welfare is important. I think, you know, the health, the you know, Medicare and those things that Australia does that are important, very important. However, it's just lost along the way. I mean, the sellout of Australia is, is something else. I mean, we could talk about yep. the state politics, the stuff going on in Victoria is, is just pretty crazy. Um, you know, but on a local level, you know, the, the thing is, mate, is that apart from when you ran and I actually took a bit of an interest into it, I don't even know who my local member is. Um, yep. And, yep. And, the, and the problem is, is that I, I don't care because I don't actually yep. see it changing it just seems to be more of the same with a different color you know what i mean like it doesn't absolutely and and you know i've i've had people <laughs> so, you know since since running they ask you know oh are you running for council again and it's like well you, you know people don't even realize how many different levels of government there is you know you got your local local government and your council and you got your state and then you got your federal mm. and and then above that is, is the senate so people have got no idea as to how the politics actually works which is which is really sad because i don't think you can complain about the state of the system when people don't take the time to educate themselves um to be able to make a difference effectively mm. you know, every every time there's a um, campaign come up they start the first thing that starts getting thrown around is our oh, preferences. Where are your preferences going to the parties? And the thing about the preferences is it doesn't make a, a pinch of poop difference. Um, what a party says they want their preferences to go is all that is is just a suggestion that would work best for them. Mm. Mm. At the end of the day, they've got no control over where the preferences go. That comes up to the individual voter. Yeah. Yeah. So people, people put, you know, too much play into when parties say they're preferencing this or preferencing that. All they're doing is setting it out, stating, stating um, which votes would work best for them. Mm. Mm. And, and I think so that's... it's got absolutely and, nothing to do with the end result. Yeah, that's right. They're it not just delegating votes, yeah. So. It positions their party better, for want of a better, a pretty <laughs> easy description. Yeah, that's exactly right. And like, and the thing is, there is a large percentage of voters that grab that piece of paper and they, you know, they just copy down exactly what they've been told to copy. They, they can't think for themselves. They've got no idea what anyone stands for. Yeah. You know, there's, there's parties that throw out ghosts, ghost candidates, which I had a, a huge issue with in my, in my campaign was um, two parties actually had candidates that had no intention of, of running or campaigning at all. They were just there to collect votes for the, for the parties that they belong to, which at the yeah. end of the day, 
you know, that, there was um, just over 20,000 primary votes go to two co- ghost candidates. Yeah, right. And are you voting based for the, you're not, and you're not, you are voting for the party, aren't you? You're not necessarily voting for the individual. Is that correct? Well, at the end of the day, you should be voting for the individual in your electorate. But unfortunately, people, you know, with identity politics these days, you know, all these, all these politicians, um, you know, MPs and senators to create a name for themselves, you know, they've, they've become a brand as such. So yeah. they use that brand to try and drive up more votes. Now, you know, I'll, I'll take One Nation, for example. They ran a ghost candidate who, A, there wasn't even a picture on their website of who the person was. B, there was no information at all for any voter if they wanted to have a look at it as to who they were or what they stood for. All all a voter knew was that they stood for One Nation and they think that a vote for them is they're voting for Pauline Hanson. Yeah. They're not voting for Pauline Hanson. Pauline Hanson wasn't even, had nothing to do with that um, election. She's a senator and she she wasn't up, her term wasn't up for, um, up for count. Mm. And look, I think the thing is too with, with you know, because every time I voted, I do sort of pay attention when I have to go and stand in line so I don't get fined, which is something different yep. here in Australia as opposed to like America, where I know a lot of our listeners are. Um, we get yep. fined uh, 250 bucks if we don't vote. Um, yep. But I've, like, even like the last three or four times, like take federal or state or whatever election it is, when you're standing in the line and you're waiting for your turn to vote, I don't remember, you know, and obviously normally it's a line of a couple of hundred people. Um, I don't remember anyone actually talking about politics in the line. They're, they're literally mm. just there to go one, two, three, exactly. four. Yeah, to go one, two, yep. three, four and put it in the box, you know. And it's yep. like, because I think the general consensus amongst the public is that it, it doesn't make a fucking difference anyway. Um yeah. And and in, in the end of the day, I wonder whether it does in a lot of ways. You know, there's there's yeah. the the consistent sellout of Australia to China. Um, you know, the the ceasing of all manufacturing, like of, of of all places on the planet, Australia should actually be one of the ones that is completely self sustaining in a lot of areas. Yeah. Absolutely. Yet yet we are not, and we rely on external influences. That and the supply yep. chain is very fragile, and I know that better than anyone. And we have experienced it this year during the um, the, the coronavirus bullshit. And it's like, yeah. But I haven't heard anyone of any sort of um, popularity stand up and say this is what we need to do. It's been more of the same, you know. Well, the problem is the 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 um, the people that are saying it don't get the recognition that they deserve. Because they can be drowned out by the major parties. They're getting drowned out. That's exactly right. Yeah. So if, if you if you look in North North Queensland, for example, right now, the Cater Party is screaming from the rooftops. Yet down here in the southeast, unless unless he's um, unless old Bob goes off on a on a tangent at somebody, it doesn't even make the news. Yeah, that's and right. They, you know, and that and that's why I joined up with the Cater Party because I believe in their policies and their vision for the future mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i think if you know if most australians took the time to go and have a look at them um and what they stood for they'd they'd agree um but 
unfortunately, unfortunately, you know, they're, they're only a small party and they can only focus on, on one area at a time. Mm. Um, and, and their focus at the moment is North Queensland. So, and that's completely fine. Um, I support them in their, in their quest for a separate state in North Queensland. I don't think North Queensland is getting any representation from down here in the Southeast. So I look potentially 100%. Absolutely. And I, you know, obviously through yourself, I got, you know, I probably paid more attention to the Cata party than I have any other party in a long time. And their ideas are very Mm -hmm. sound. I suppose, you know, who do you, do you think they're, what's your hot tip for the weekend, mate? Just out of curiosity. Um, (laughs) 24 hours is a long time in politics, as they say. So, (laughs) and we still got, uh, we've still got three days of, of uh, rubbish before we find, well, we won't even find out a result on Saturday, to be honest. Mm. Um, yeah, they, they might get a, an early indication, um, but generally, generally it'll be Sunday as a um, as a general rule before we find out who who gets to take the throne, which queen gets to take the throne this time. But um, I, I, I do question, mate, how many people are even paying attention. Well, mate, to be honest. I haven't really taken too much attention, paid too much attention to it this time because, you know, I, I haven't got very much faith in either side of the majors. So, yeah, it's you know, it's it's the same rubbish coming from a different puppet, as far as I'm concerned. And I think again, uh, you know, again, you hit the nail on the head. The same rubbish coming from a different puppet. So, you know, obviously, let's move to a uh, more global outlook. And obviously, the the fate of the free world, the 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 fate of crumbling Western society, is going to be decided in ten days' time or whatever it is. Um, yep. Well, five or six days' time, actually. Um, but even that seems to be a farce. You know what I mean? It just seems to be almost art imitating life uh, at the moment. You know? <laughs> And it's contemporary that. It's make Absolutely. it up as you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. and you know, I, I, yeah, we had an interesting discussion on poker night that I was actually a bit uh, spewing that you missed out on because we, we were talking about this. Oh, I was spewing about that too. Um, however, it's like, it's, it's such a fascinating thing to observe yet. The, the ramifications are literally global of, of what happens next. Yeah. Um, it's literally life-changing for people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, well, the thing is too, and you'd understand this a bit better than most, is that the effect of the coronavirus, which is, you know, technically still ongoing, um, heaven forbid you catch something that you've got a 99.996 fucking chance of surviving from. Um, however... <laughs> The, yeah, the, yeah. The, the the fallout of that hasn't even begun yet. You know what I mean? Like it hasn't even started. And a lot of people, yeah. I don't think, see that or, or realise that from an economic standpoint. Um, it hasn't even begun yet, you know? And how do we arrest the fall of Western civilization? I suppose is a larger question. But from a political front, I mean, you know, either locally or globally, because the thing is, like, we're, we're using different um, words and different bits and pieces. And obviously, you know, no one's threatened a civil war if Palaszczuk doesn't get back in. However, um, it's, 
the, the, this, it's essentially the same conversation the world over. Yeah. What do you think, you know, can anything be done without some sort of serious upheaval? You know, if, if we were to have, you know, we'll call this one the state of play or the state of union or something like that. If we had, yeah. we, we could sit up, you know, on our, on the throne and go, righto, what, what would you do or what could you do? You know, is, is the machine eating itself and we just got to let it run its course or like, you know, the, the thing is, is I've kept quiet about a lot of this on the podcast because I really didn't know what to say. You know what I mean? Like we did a lot yep. of those through the yep. looking glasses and we sort of ended up going round and round in circles. And mm, yep. I don't, you know, if you fast forward six months, I don't know what, you know, what, what, what is the solution? You know, and it, it's hard to not just continue to stick your head in the sand, really. Mm. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I, I don't think greed can be underestimated in, into the effect that it has on the on global peace. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, it, it's eat or be eaten. Mm-hmm. unfortunately and um you know it's <laughs> it's such it's such a, a deep question i'm i've actually you know considered for a long time um what what it, it would take for you know for world peace mm. and unfortunately in the in the current scheme of things the only thing that would that would facilitate world peace in its truest form would be a um a total one world dictatorship yeah. where you are told what you, what you can and can't do with every aspect of your life mm. up until mm. that point with our, you know, differences in religions, in lifestyle, ideologies, you know, prosperity. There's, there's t- too much, there's too much at stake, even, even languages and interpretation. You know, I think a good way to start towards world peace in, in a peaceful way would be creating a um, one a new language that mm. can be taught worldwide to the, to the new generation. And, you know, it, it might be a 30 to 50 year project, mm. but, but I think teaching one language to every kid out there today across the whole world, regardless of where, if they're rich or they're poor or whatever the, you know, whatever, um, having one language that everyone can understand and everyone can interpret exactly what you mean by the words you say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're not having all these wars starting because somebody misinterpreted the word, you know, yeah, I hate this. Yeah. 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 Look, I mean, you that's know, an, that's an interesting concept and I'm trying to remember there is actually an ancient, uh, they reckon once upon a time there was one language and the actual name yep. of it, the name of that, what they call that language is escaping me right now. Um, you know, I suppose. Cling on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is, it, is it the good old existential threat? You know, the only thing that's actually truly going to bring us together as a globe, uh, as one human race is an existential threat from exterior to us, you know? Um, yeah. Yep. You know, the, the problem is, is that, as we've discussed so many times on the podcast, 
humans are a bit slow on the uptake now. You know what I mean? Like we, we, we're not real, not real savvy sometimes, you know, we, we don't, yep. we, we want to stick our head in the sand, you know? And I, I think. Don't like learning from the misery of history, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and look, the, the one language thing, the one understanding and existential threat, that sort of stuff, that's, that is, you know, an existential threat would be interesting because obviously if that was truly coming, something would happen. However, yep. how do we get, you know, as far as I see it, if we actually truly want to affect change, not only on a global, uh, on a local and Australia-wide level, but a global level, is that the silent majority must stand. Yeah. What What do you think could make them do that? What, what you know, because that's, it's like there's so many people out there with some really good ideas. If it got in front of enough, we could all stand together and say, hey, 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 enough. You know what I mean? Um, however, you know, and look, we understand why they don't stand. They don't want to upset the Albuquerque. They're making, they're doing their job. They've yep. got their family doing their thing. Yeah. Ignorance is bliss I, I to think, a point. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and people, and people dwell on that. Um, I think, you know, there's only two forms that can, can really change a, a generation. And that's um, catastrophe. Mm-hmm. Somewhat, you know, something that's you know just ultimately catastrophic, mm-hmm. or or that one person in a generation that's ultimately charismatic. Yeah, that person who everyone can believe in, stand behind. Yeah, you know, un- unfortunately, you know, unfortunately, we thought Barack Obama was that person. But, you know, there was such high hope about real change happening with Barack Obama. Well, we thought Kevin Rudd was that person, mate. You know, if you think I about didn't, that. Mate. Like I didn't. <laughs> I couldn't believe that somebody that picked his frigging pumpkin out of his ear and ate in, in while he's sitting in, <laughs> sitting in the desk, I don't think he should be leader of anything. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, mean, oh, I couldn't believe that. Yeah, but the, if you just think about the hype that surrounded him at the time, you know, that was, they were really... He was giving away to, money, mate. He was giving yeah. away money that, you know, that started this whole, you know, how, how much of an effect can you have on society when the only thing that people remember you by is either giving, giving away money or, you know, doing something disgusting? Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, I, in, in hindsight, it's always 2020, isn't it? I, I suppose I was only just sort of thinking that that's the last time that I think uh, a concentrated amount of the population got behind someone. You yeah, yeah, I mean? and 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 that was only for a very short period of time. Absolutely, which, yeah. Look, you know, yeah, he exposed he, himself he was, to. He was found yeah. lucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, there's no doubt about that. Uh, and look, we we've had many discussions over the phone, and you know, discussed that if someone with a bit of charisma, a bit of nous, some money, and some backing. Uh, stood up or, you know, bought the TV for two hours and said, hey, oh, this is me, these are my fuck-ups, but I reckon we need to do this. Yeah. I think us as a country, we would get behind that person pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, yep. but, but no one's willing to stand up. And I think the one of the reasons that no one is willing to stand up is you know, the world's run by narcissistic, narcissistic, sociopathic psychopaths, mate. And, you know, I always say this when we talk, when I talk about this to people, it's like, if you 
we're in a tribe of you know hunter gatherers and you got you pulled everyone again and said hey hey hey, listen i need to be the boss right because i'm fucking awesome right and the first thing we need to do is we need to start building fucking massive buildings right and we've got to put my name in gold on the top because that's how fucking awesome i am right and i need all your money okay right if you if you come into a hunter gatherer society and did that what would happen is you'd go for it. People would take, you know, the boys would take you for a walk and you just wouldn't come back because, yeah. you know, leadership has been skewed and yeah. real leaders don't want to do the job because they see how hopeless it is, I think, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, at, at, at what point is a, is a real leader going to stand up or at what point is a silent majority going to stand up? That's, this is the... Because without if the, if neither of those things happen, we're just riding this fucking thing into the rocks, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and the difference is now is that most of us can see the rocks. You know what I mean? They're not actually that far away. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right. You know, the lighthouse has bloody got its warning lights on, but the captain's asleep at the wheel, and we're heading straight yeah, for yeah. the bloody headland. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. We we the, the we can see the lighthouse. That's how close we are. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's exactly bloody right, mate. That's exactly bloody right. And that's what people need to take seriously. Um, you know, it's it's a civic duty to understand exactly the power of of an individual's vote. Mm-hmm. And you know, everyone thinks, oh, my one vote won't make a difference. That's ridiculous because there's a thousand other people that think exactly like you at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, look, so I, I, look. I mean, the thing is, is that on a on a, I talked about, um, you know, we think the the worst thing is hate, but it's not; it's fear. Um, yeah. And you know, we we've seen fear used as a control mechanism uh, very successfully this year, um, mm-hmm. and I think people are scared of things they don't understand, and I do think, in essence politics is one of those things that's fucking hard to understand and you know you do just go into that booth and just go one two three four now should you no you shouldn't you should but i think most of us um in australia it's like well it's sort of just been doesn't really make a difference i mean the prime ministership here in australia has been a farce for the last 10 years like no one you know who knows, mate? We might already have a new prime minister. You don't know. Like that's how often it's changed. You know, you wake up one day and yeah. the fucking prime minister's changed. Um, yeah. And there's been no vote of the people. The leader of the country's changed and the people have yeah. literally had no fucking say about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think we've had to put up with that for many years and the disinterest is, is, is palpable amongst the grander population. Um, mm. You know, and look, you know, we could we could we could finish on America with Trump and Biden. Um, like, how is that? Regardless of who Trump is or whatever, regardless of who Biden is, how is that the two fucking candidates for the leader of the free world? You know, when <laughs> when you had you know, at least from the Democratic side, you had people like Tulsi Gabbard, you know, and stuff like that. Like, yep like there was so many other candidates, but we've got two octogenarians that are basically, you know, one did it to get back at Barack Obama. You know what I mean? And like, I'm still pretty sure he didn't think he was going to win. 
Um, <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he thought he was going to win, however he did. Um, yeah. Like, and that, and that, and that just shows, you know, the the level of contempt that, you know, the majority do have for their professional politicians. Mm. You know, like Joe Joe Biden's been, he, you know, he's been in politics in one form or another for, um, for nearly fifty years. Forty-seven years and, or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you know, now he thinks he's going to be able to make change. Yeah, that's right. I mean, but it's the same in Australia. A lot of the politicians have been in there for 20 years, 15 years. It's like, you know, they've just been around. If you can't make change in that time, the system is flawed. Yeah, exactly. What the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, oh, and, and how are you, regardless of who you are, regardless of the candidate, regardless of the country, regardless of the party, like we can actually just globalise this right away and take all the fucking identity politics out of it. If If you can't affect change in your career like if we were to do a job for 20 years and we hadn't really done anything we don't fuck it we wouldn't be in that job yeah you know and that's on a global scale and how is it that all of these politicians end up being multi-fucking millionaires on their exit like it's it's it's, there might have been lawyers before and now suddenly they're worth a hundred million dollars like like how (laughs) <laughs> exactly. If that doesn't raise some eyebrows, yeah. But no one talks about it. You know what I mean? I think there was yeah, a. That's exactly. That's exactly right. There was people a, that do talk about it get hushed down real quick. Yeah, I think there was a. You know, I think there, there was some liberal Labor thing they were going on about where the Liberal Party paid thirty million dollars for a three million dollar property for one of their main contributors. Yeah. Yeah. Talks about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, quietly. Yep. It, and it doesn't matter what the fucking party quietly selling off Australia um, mm. while no one's fucking looking because they just, yeah. you know, they bury it in the paper. Um, yeah. You know, how can you, but again, it's like, what do we do? What do we do without, mm. you know, some sort of anarchy type stuff, mate, you know, like, I, and that's, that's, you know, pretty inflammatory. However, like, well, it's worst case scenario, but you know, is that what it's going to take? I I wonder, I wonder, mate. You know, I think, you know, what will be the the final straw um, yep. to to truly affect that change? You know, because yeah, like this is the thing. I for entertainment value, I will probably keep an eye on the American election. Um, However, I don't expect to check to see who won the Queensland election. I'll probably forget about it, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas that should be a priority of mine. Yeah. But it, but it is that complicated and it seems to be such a, um, not a lost cause, but a, a something that doesn't seem to make much of a difference anyway. Yeah. It's it's so tough, mate, because we need to pay attention. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, we've got to, people do have to pay attention. Otherwise, you know, things don't improve unless mm. you, you can't you can't trust these bastards to to do the right thing. It, it's up to your vote that makes the difference. Mm. And look, I think that should be a global piece of advice for our brethren in America. If you want Absolutely. to make, you want to make a difference, you, you, your vote does actually count. 
personally, it doesn't yeah. make it doesn't make a difference to you know me and you here in Australia. Well, it does, you know, in a ex- existential sense. However, I don't give a fuck who you vote for; just vote for someone. You know what I mean? Like it's yep. like, yeah. Um, at least you know, I don't care who anyone votes for. At least understand who you are voting for and what that vote means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it's you, you know you're throwing away your voice literally if you do not understand where your vote is going mm. which and is I, you know it, it's devastating and, and that's what these majors this is why they don't change because we don't change no, as, that's a, right. as a as a majority we don't change our ways so they take us for granted yes and we're just getting pineapples thrown up us yeah absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely sparky in first it's not very present yep. and um, yep, absolutely no ky thank you very much no, no, no lubrication there, mate. Um, you know, <laughs> actually, when I was at, uh, there was a period when I was in oil and gas that we're having a bit of a rough run and there was lots of pineapples being given to everybody. And uh, <laughs> I, 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 I invented uh, pineapple pants, right? So it's like a set, a set of jeans that with the Velcro in the ass, so you didn't have to take your pants off. You could just take the pineapple straight away. And um, then, it, then it had one of those donut rings, you know what I mean, for like hernias that it's self-inflate. And yeah, yeah, my, yeah. My, my boss didn't really see the amusing side, the of, funny it side I, of it when, when I presented <laughs> it to him. <laughs> but I, I think, oh, I, I think, I think, mate, you know, we'll we'll, we'll finish it off because um, we did just want to give this a bit of a state of play blitz type stuff because we have got more to discuss at a later date. But you're tired, and I'm tired. Oh, absolutely. And it is it is approaching witching hour, but I think the people that are in control fear the day when we stand together. And yep. if we could truly get that message out there to a global population for one event, we don't actually have to do anything. Yeah, right? this is the thing. Everything is keeps the status quo because we agree that it's the status quo, you know, and, and, you know, it's not time to go into money. It's not, you know what I mean? There's so many different things we could unpack on that. You know, five bucks is only five bucks because we decided it was five bucks. That's it. End of story. Mm. Um, And I think, although we may not be standing as one over the, the coming months and all that sort of stuff, we may have to seriously contemplate, contemplate, standing together because mm. um, we may have to affect change not only on our local level but on a global level as well depending on how things turn out mate the outcome yeah well brother have you got any uh parting words for the the fine coders around the globe mate yeah just you know just take a you know take 10 minutes out of your day and do a quick Google search on who your local candidates are when it comes up to your term, your time to vote. Um, understand what they stand for. Um, if there's a phone number and you've got the time, give them a call and say, hey, you know, I want to know about who you are. Do you, do you live locally for a start? Mm. Do you live in my electorate? Do you understand the issues that we're facing? Mm. Um, and, you know, that, 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 and that's just for a starter. If everyone did that and understood who they were speaking to, and take away, you know, take away the charisma, take away the, you know, the inflating comments they say about, oh, 
you know, if I get in, we're going to do this. They take you know, away listen the... to the people that go. Mm. Yep. And, you know, and take, take away, cut through the bullshit. Yeah, take and away understand. the red and the blue. Take away the red and the blue, the Labour, the Liberal, the left wing, yep. what, you know, whatever the fuck it is. You know what I mean? And this is the other thing too that people need to understand is that divide and conquer is the oldest fucking rule in the book. Mate, if you, if, you know, if you haven't been living under a rock and you've seen the Black Lives Matter over in the States, that's the biggest form of divide and conquer that's happened this year. Mm. Mm. You know, there's still cities burning as a result of that. And, you know, what's being done about it? Jack shit. Yeah. You know, if, well, if, if, it was a, if it was a civil war or an uprising, it would be getting stomped out immediately. Mm. Well, I think all those lot, states. A, yeah. Well, that's like all those it? states that are still burning are all dem- democratic states. Listen, you know? I'm pretty sure Rodeo Avenue, like in Hollywood, still boarded shut with smashed windows and shit. Like, absolutely. Right? And this is the absolutely. thing, that, you know, we, we, people don't understand. You know, Victoria is still under lockdown here in Australia. Yep. Um, with old dictator yep. dictator Dan. Um yep. it's you know, these things are being exposed. Um yep. and you know, whatever election's coming up, you know, whether it be for your state or whether it be for your country or whether it be anything, and this is not just Australia or America, this is to our coders all around the world. You know, yep. we, we we do need to try and pay attention as best we can. However, be yeah, aware that, you know, be aware that sometime in the near future, we may have to stand together because that may yeah, be absolutely. what is needed. Um, absolutely. For the greater good. Well, brother, thank you very as a, much. As my, as my final, as my final word, I'll, I'll do a, uh, I'll, I'll put my tip in for who's going to win over the coming weeks. Okay. Here we go, mate. Here we go. What do we, what do we got? Here's, Here's who I think should win. I think Deb Frecklington should take the leadership. Mm-hmm. I think she's, her she's, time. Her time for a shot. She's with the LNP. Okay. And I think America, America, um, for no other reason, take out personalities away. Um, look at, um, look at the the health wise and the. You know the the passion. I think America should, America should go with Trump again. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm not saying I think Trump's a a great human being. I just think Joe Biden's a worse one. <laughs> um, for the for, you know for, for the future of the of the free world, I don't think we can risk Joe Biden being, you know, at at the very at the very least, being on his own two feet. At the very worst, being the puppet for an unknown, unknown master. Yeah, that's a fair point, mate. That's a fair point. Um, you know, he's taken... Uh, what person has taken three days off a presidential campaign trial to be able to prepare for a debate? You know, yeah. the, not out there in public. It, you know, that's how much they're trying to sort him out. You know... Oh, he's who, on. Who he's on. He, he's on all sorts of Mexican supplements just to get up in the morning, mate. I'm sure of it. That's that's exactly right. Who wants that as the leader of the free world? Mm. Mm. You know, don't don't forget that Donald Trump, while campaigning, is still the president. He's mm. still he's still got his regular workload that he has to do. Mm. He's still getting briefed every every morning. You know, he's he's getting a list of the hundred, the big one hundred, who the threats are to to world peace. 
Mm. He still gets run down that every morning. Mm. Um, it's, you know, and, and every other bits and pieces, as well as trying to campaign and convince the American people that he's, you know, a vote for him is a better vote than for Biden. And don't even get me started on Kanye West trying to run as an independent, <laughs> getting people to, get, getting people to, um, to write him in as, as the donkey vote. Mm. You know, write his name on the ballot slip and in over Trump or Biden. Mm. I mean, you know, the idea of Kim Kardashian Kardashian being the first lady, that's that should be enough as a fear to not want Kanye West to be your president. <laughs> but again, she'd be, this... the, she'd be the first first lady to have a sex tape online that anyone could watch. Yeah. So yeah, outstanding. Yeah. That's real presidential. But again, is it not, you know, I, I did think that, uh, and, and I know we've got to finish up, but I, I did think that when Trump won the first time that it was proof that we we're living in the matrix. And if you think, you know, that what's happened since then, it, it hasn't really improved my outlook that we are potentially living in the matrix and someone's just fucking Shit. with the program. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some serious white rabbits running around jumping on some control panels, I'll tell you that. Yeah, mate. Well, listen, brother, it's always a pleasure. And look, we will, um, we'll get together face to face, uh, in the near future. Maybe we, uh, maybe we break down in a couple of weeks, few weeks time or something like that. Uh, yeah, once that, results are out. Yeah. It's actually happened. So look, yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. Let's, let's, let's see, let's see what, um, let's see how right we are and yeah. see if the world can get any crazier. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, I'm sure it can. I've got no doubt about that one. <laughs> Well, brother, thanks very much. Uh, really appreciate your time and uh, we'll talk soon. Always a pleasure, Trev. Thank you. No worries, mate. Cheers.
Let's see what's next. <laughs> 